A Perfectly Melbourne Day, written and read by Carly Findlay. This podcast was recorded on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge and pay our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and their elders past and present as the custodians of the world's oldest living culture. To celebrate the Wheeler Centre's spring fling, we asked six beloved Victorian writers to reflect on the theme above and beyond, considering what it means to look further, delve deeper and ask big questions of ourselves and the world around us. The following is an audio recording from award-winning writer, speaker and appearance activist Carly Findlay, reading her original essay for the project. This work was delivered in partnership with the Metro Tunnel Creative Program. I love a perfectly Melbourne day. I'll walk through the city, making sure I see the disability pride laneway off Burke Street, as it always makes me smile. I'll have lunch at Federation Square with friends and then we'll wander through shops and the gallery together. I'll see a show at night, a band, a cultural festival panel, a musical or a comedy. And then in the morning, I'll queue with my husband for brunch at a fancy suburban cafe. Melbourne was once named world's most livable city for seven years in a row and is currently ranked third on the Economist Annual Livability Index a strong cultural sector for arts workers and audiences, brilliant education opportunities and world-class healthcare are reasons for the high ranking. And, oh my God, the food. I love that I can get laksa, injera bread, tagine, lasagna and sushi all in the 100 metre restaurant strip down the road from my house. But a perfectly Melbourne day can be spoilt by inaccessibility. For many of my friends who, like me, are proud members of the disability community, there are so many aspects that make Melbourne inaccessible and thus less livable. I want to enjoy a perfectly Melbourne day by relaxing and not worrying whether I'm going to be able to get around without interruptions. I'm in my 40s and have chronic pain. An interruption might be a lift that is out of order, an accessible toilet uses a storage room or blatant discrimination, like a taxi driver refusing to take me because they're afraid of my face. Many friends were kind enough to share some of the improvements to accessibility that would make Melbourne a more livable city for them. The suggestions I've shared here are just a few of their ideas. Disabled people are great problem solvers. People who use wheelchairs and mobility aids are blind or who have difficulty walking want footpaths that are level and less slippery, tactile ground surfaces that aren't broken and accessible entrances at the front of buildings. Guide dogs and assistance animals should always be welcome with no arguments too. I personally hope that one day it will be mandatory for any new business moving into an empty building to comply with accessibility standards. There needs to be information communicated in various ways on screens, in audio format, plain and easy English, Auslan and Braille. Not only will this help disabled and deaf people, but people whose first language isn't English. Information on business, store and venue websites about what's accessible and what's not 
is useful too. We want seating, much more seating than is currently provided. Seating in parks, in galleries and at concerts and not hidden up the back either. We want to see and smell our favourite singers. We'd especially like seating for mundane tasks like queuing at the bank or the supermarket deli. And we never want to ask for a seat or be told that a seat is a fire hazard. Some friends with energy impairments even suggest there be places to lie down in public. I saw people lie down on beanbags at a recent State Library of Victoria exhibition and it made me so excited. Places to rest are so important. Well-lit spaces would be lovely, especially when we come together with our favourite people. I want to see each other's faces when we eat and laugh and to be able to read the bloody menu. It was over a boozy lunch with a friend that I realised I needed glasses because in the very cool but dimly lit cafe, I couldn't read the tiny font on the menu. Hint, you cannot have an eye test after you've had a wine or three. I don't want to be that annoying person taking 37 photos of my chocolate brownie pancake stack while standing on the chair to get the right angle, but good light also makes your food more Instagrammable. Well-lit outdoor areas are also needed for waiting, for finding our keys, for feeling safe. While I'm talking restaurants, some disabled friends who have sensory needs tell me they want visual menus so they can be informed about portion size, texture and type of food they're ordering. Friends also want some quiet spaces so their voices don't compete with loud music. Accessible public transport is such a big request from disabled people. All trams and tram stops need to be accessible for bus stops to be sheltered and staff trained and happy to put ramps out. Customer service is key. My friends and I want healthcare organisations, arts institutions and big and small businesses to remember that COVID still exists and that it and other communicable illnesses are a huge barrier to disabled people being able to enjoy life outside the home. Mask wearing, air purifying and online and hybrid events allow immunocompromised people to feel included and cared for. If we do experience inaccessibility and discrimination, I want complaints processes to be smooth. I want them to be consistent and simple for us to be listened to and for the enormous burden of proof not to fall solely on disabled people. I'd also like there to be productive complaint outcomes like penalties and improvements made in line with enforceable legislation and standards. Disabled people have places to go, friends to see, jobs to do. And it's about time people and organisations ensure we can get there. Accessibility looks different for everyone, but in my discussions with my friends, it was unanimous that doing the bare minimum is not enough, that we need individuals and organisations to go above and beyond. Accessibility really is just excellent customer service. And as the Disability Visibility Project declares, Access is love. We want to feel that our city that we love so much loves us back. You've been listening to Carly Findlay reading her original piece, A Perfectly Melbourne Day. It was recorded on Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung land. This work was commissioned by the Metro Tunnel Creative Program in partnership with the Wheeler Centre as part of Spring Fling, presented at venues across Melbourne from the 2nd to the 14th of October 2023. 
visual artist Enoki has created a series of vibrant, visually arresting illustrations in response to the original essays. You can view these artworks at the Town Hall Station site at the corner of Swanson and Collins Street from the end of September 2023. Read the essays in full and discover more audio recordings from the project at wheelercentre.com.